No, we have to score for now. We just clearly think you better match your keeper. Your boy Shia Wolong. You're listening to Bold Gecko Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bogako Podcast. I'm uh, Yive, aka Mayowa, and the building I have Yagami, aka Yagzi, and I have Ayola Kelechi, aka Ayola Kelechi. <laughs> exactly, perfect. Man, you have no Well AKA. done. Yes, this, the, the name I have is fresh enough. Of course, I don't you're need an Igbo already, so all that AK can come. Maybe Mustafa. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys! All right, so today we'll be talking about Afghan. We'll be telling especially the about Comoros. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, the, and how the colorful, incredible thing that you were able to pull off yesterday. I'm talking about people giving people cards like it's their birthday. You, you know? sneeze, you get a red card. It's Oprah. <laughs> Oprah, we're, we're having Oprah in here. You get a red card. You get a red card. You all you get away, red cards. Take away, take away, your party, You take away, you take away <laughs> card. <laughs> so, what do you think about yesterday? Three red cards. <laughs> Three man, it's I don't I don't understand. I understand that um, African competitions are usually very physical because we are but that's powerful the thing. people. They haven't been physical this this time around because if you look at the the cautions and the red cards, I mean we've seen some quite ridiculous ones from the Mali one to the Nigeria one the, to the Comoros one from yesterday as well, and that's already counting for three out of eleven. That's off the top of my head. If we check, I'm sure there'll be a lot more red cards that had no business being red cards. You know uh, the f- the funny thing was that the red card Comoros got it was exactly the same thing with Nigeria and I'm like is it that you guys don't review your decisions like you call the other like guy hey what's up you see that red card what do you think is yeah it- <laughs> what's the point of VAR if you still can make oh like God. correct you're watching it in slow motion it was very annoying because this red card spoiled the game yeah, to start with and then this is the knockout stages where every card really matters it- and every player counts also so so imagine like getting a red card like six minutes into first half or six minutes into the game and then what do you expect? The whole plan changes and it's not even worth it. I was looking at that highlight and I was watching it over and over again. Okay, the Cameroonian was running off the ball and then the guy was running behind him and then he stepped on him by mistake. And I'm like, initially the ref didn't even give a card. Then VR called to check and he gave him a straight red and I was like, <gasps> like seriously? It was totally uncalled for as... <laughs> And then the other two red cards at the end of the game. I didn't I didn't really see that one, Shab, but I saw it was 89 and 92 mm. minutes or something. So those ones, like, they had already decided the game before then. But it's like our referees are out here to just keep punishing it. You know, like, African parents, once you... white white. <laughs> the referees are... They are taking control. They are taking charge. So what do you think about the game generally? I think um, Comoros played well, considering the fact that their left back was the goalkeeper. And then he made some beautiful saves. Yeah, they had the left back in goal. They had seven players on the bench and the player sent off after six minutes. It was a miracle that they were even able to come out with a 2-1 result because to lose Cameroon 2-1 is no shame. To lose Cameroon 2-1 the way that they did no. is almost applauded to them. Yes, really. It, yeah. I, it's beautiful to see all these um, underrated teams kind of actually step up and actually give a performance that is worth it. I saw Comoros yesterday and men, Onana was like the saviour of Cameroon yesterday. And he's got a brilliant goal as well. Yes, the quality of that man, that free kick was something else. I Very mean, fast. The quality of the goals in the AFCON this year has been something worth, you know, celebrating and looking at and just being excited about because you you see some shots being taken and you're like, what the? Boom! 
Ralph Power. <laughs> power is the leg. <laughs> the power is in the leg. <laughs> the leg that we always used to trick. <laughs> we can fire shots very well. We are short people. <laughs> but the, the goal was fantastic. Normally you cross the ball and then he confused the goalkeeper. It was it was as perfect as as like it was like it was a scripted goal. Beautiful goal. And then when I saw Onana yesterday, our goalkeeper only came What's to my, my mind. Name? And I was like, if only. <laughs> well, it's world class though. You can't compare both of them. But mm. the quality of a very good goalkeeper, man, it cannot be overemphasized. You'll be surprised to see Onana do the same thing when he's faced with something similar. I mean, time is still there. There's still a lot of time. But the world's not ending tomorrow. He has made more saves. Are you sure? <laughs> it's unlikely. He made more saves <laughs> than our player. Than our goalkeeper. But no, man, he was beautiful yesterday. He's good. Considering all the things that he has been through recently with the ban and blah, blah. It was good to see him save his country. Yes, I was happy for him. Only for the free kick to cut his feather. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, that free kick was beautiful. Did you guys see the Comoros left back turn goalkeeper where he was faced with a ball and then he put his hands behind him forgetting that he's now he's the, the goalkeeper. goalkeeper. <laughs> I didn't see that. He put his hands yeah. behind and you know, he I forgot. I saw one that he crossed the ball in and then he was supposed to just catch it or something and then he nodded it out. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that instinct there but there was a double save he yeah, made he made a double save and, and it was, was beautiful from, from Mr. Bupa it was big. you know sometimes growing up when the goalkeeper does any other that is not keeping you just quickly enter the post and then Sometimes our best footballers are usually the best goalkeepers. But I ah, know that guy was good. Yeah, he was amazing. Like I, was for good. me, for me, that would be my player of the tournament. Uh-uh. No, honestly. Because like, he kept. <laughs> no, not because he keeps, but you know, there's always something that something about when you step up to True. when you challenges. step up to challenges and then you do it gracefully mm. and that was what we saw yesterday it wasn't a case of oh I can't. like you saw there were, there were a few mistakes you know here and there you know forgetting that he's now the goalkeeper but you could see that there was determination like you know whatever happens we know that we fought the good fight they did they were ready and to die on that pitch honestly, something nigeria lacked it was it was beautiful to see them do this and then um, the other game was no it was boring <laughs> yeah, but the I mean, Gambia. before we even go to the other game, we already have someone who looks like he might be going on to break um, Afghan records. Vincent Abubakar on six goals now. He's scored in every single game in the Afghan, and the current record is nine. Of course, if he continues to score like that, then he's going to smash it. Can you guys see my hands raised up? No. What? You know what did I say the last episode about no, goals in the Afghan? What did I say? We can't remember. You can't now. Now you can't remember. Remind us now. Now you can't remember. Well, I said he would actually score ten goals. Really? Ten, and he already has six against the Comoros. He has. He has. He has. He scored only one. He scored he five in six. other matches before. He that. has six. Four more to go, and then we're going to. Come I'm not on. a fan. He has not done. You're not a fan of Vincent Abubakar. I'm not in any way whatsoever. The goal against Comoros was brilliant. The movement was very nice. The, considering the fact that he took out the defender and then did a leg over for the left back mm. in the post. <laughs> and he went for the leg and then he scored. It was in, the goal was not bad, but nah. What, do, what do you mean nah? I don't think he's going to score 10 goals. Good luck to him. Shout out to him. Did, did you guys hear about what happened before the game? Yeah, the stampede, the stampede. Uh, just outside the stadium. These things happen people. everywhere and it's very sad how well it's football and it's very passionate and it's not as if it's anybody's fault because 
it's all of them that decided to try to get into the stadium and then one thing led to another and one minute silence for all the people who lost their lives yesterday it's really really sad because it could have been anybody it could have been any of us trying to watch the game and we hope things like this don't happen again or i hope football will get to that level where we can easily control but we thank god i was no more than that but really really sad but what, what do you guys have to say about it you just said one minute silence no i mean sorry two seconds <laughs> wow one minute is long man incredibly <laughs> disrespectful Anyways. no i don't mean it like that but why? it was really sad it's really sad to see something like this happen in a major tournament but well, it happens everywhere Sha. that's happens. that's why to the gambia game i was saying the game was boring it was obvious like several corner kicks blam several free kicks they just played the ball over the post and i'm like what are these guys doing <laughs> but it was as you could see the gambia struggle to win and you can see how much it means to them i think before the start of the tournament a lot of people looked down on gambia because oh, it's their first time they are solely ranked but there is a side who actually know how to play this football and it will be interesting to see what they can do in the next round when they take on um, Cameroon, I believe. I think it's going to be a lot tougher for Cameroon than people really think. Because if you even watch the Cameroon game, considering yes. everything that um, Comoros had to deal with, Cameroon were not exceptional in any way. I think they just did what Nigeria did too. They just underrated those guys. But they were mm. able to have the advantage of the red card. If it was 11-11, it would have been really tough for them. But they controlled the game. Um, give it to them. Cameroon actually controlled that game yesterday and then they had more chances several mm. to to blow the game or take the game away but they always find a way to play the ball out but good luck to them in their endeavors they are the hosts let's see what happens but gambia are really impressive so far and i think they can be proud of how far they've come regardless of whatever happens from here they've given good accounts of themselves and i hope they don't have any covid issue i i really do hope well, it's going to be interesting because they played Tunisia, who had about eight positive cases in their last match. I mean, their last group match. So if they're going to have any positive cases themselves, it will probably show up around this time or just before the Cameroon game in the quarterfinals, which would be incredibly convenient for Cameroon again. Abby, seems like everybody that is facing Cameroon at the time always finds a way to have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything now. <laughs> And hey, yeah, I was checking the stats about the red card, going back to that. And Gabon have 14 yellow cards, Gambia 9, Guinea 9, Tunisia 9, Burkina Faso 8, Zimbabwe 8. Like, <laughs> and then I went all the way to check that how many cards, and I think it was like 114. See, the, the problem I have with this is that it will paint a very bad narrative of how the Afghan has gone 141. Because if you look at stats like Yellows, that, you look 11 at reds. 11 red cards, you think, oh, these guys were unnecessarily brutish or they were very aggressive, but it hasn't been like that at all. It has not, it's just been card happy referees. Honestly, for no reason. You know, the annoying thing is actually that the players that they are supposed to give a yellow card, they will mm. not. The ones that are uncalled for, that's the one that they will give yellow card. And it's all of them making the same mistake. I think the biggest ref in this competition is that guy that blew the whistle three times. Yeah, he is. He's and the most recognized referee. <laughs> if you can't in, do in that. The <laughs> Cup of Nations. Ah, man. Well, it can only get better. Don't let us spread our dirty linen. I mean, outside. can it? Because this, what has been done cannot be undone. <sighs> 
it's crazy. And going into the knockout stage is going to it's just going to have more effect, more repercussion. Because like we saw in the game yesterday, an early red card would change everything. And if you're having refs who just want to dish out yellow cards or red cards because they think that's what doing their job means, then it's make for a very controversial tournament. It's serious. It's serious something. Talking about transfers, Watford fired the manager recently after just 13 games. Yeah, 13 games in which he collected only 7 points, which was the same number of points that the former coach collected in his first 7 games that made them sack him in the first place. <laughs> so you really have to say it's understandable. Despite who Claudio Ranieri is, if he's not able to do the job or if he's not getting the results that they need, they don't have time. The season is almost getting to the point where if you are still battling relegation, then you could be in some serious trouble at the end of the season. I don't think they this don't has happened that. before. Two managers. Of course, several, several times in the Premier League. In yeah. halfway through the season. Yeah. Really. Like, yeah. There must be small teams because it's not really popular. Yes, yeah, small, well, small teams. Small teams. Especially teams that uh, teams that are battling relegation and don't want to get sucked into relegation. So Everton race. right now are looking for a manager and mm. they are yet to find. And Watford now they are in the same market. They should go for Zidane. Really? Why do you hate Zidane so much? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. He's he's not managing anybody. Zidane that will not go to you. Will not go to Watford. You not go to Watford. <laughs> 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 Can we focus here, please? Continue. So they are looking for a manager. I keep going, my Just keep going. So who do you think are the options? They um they are they're saying Hoxton is well. Lampard. Really, Lampard but, has been turning everybody down for some reason. He has been. He goes to the interviews and for some reason maybe he's using the Chelsea bar to look at them and he bounces out again. Are we sure he's the one bouncing out or they are the ones bouncing him? I think it's him because there was a time. I saw in the news they said Lampard said he's no longer interested in blah blah blah. Mm. And considering who Lampard is and what who he has always been, even when he was in Chelsea, he we know he's a brilliant person. I think he had the highest IQ when they did an IQ test during his playing days. He will practically tell you, I want this, I want this, I want this. If you can't do this, do this, do this. And then I think he will just put them off and then they'll be like, man, go. <laughs> and then he will bounce off. I don't see Lampard now. Not even at Everton. I not anymore though. If he was going to, they would have hired him by now already. Not necessarily. These things take time sometimes. I doubt it, Sha. Because I, 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 I doubt it. Takes takes time. Like, how did we get Ralph Ragnick in such a short amount, short, short period of time? Well, Everton only like their manager like a week ago. About a week ago, week ago. Exactly. So it's not taking that much time to get a new manager. I think it took United a bit longer than that. Someone else who fired their manager in the middle of the season, I think it was Aston Villa. Was that Norwich? One of the two. And it took them a while as well to get a new manager. So, I mean... They want I just, to get I just feel it's very position. dangerous because now the transfer window is open. If you are going to bring anybody, quickly bring them in. So mm. if there's going to be any shake, you quickly do it. But bringing him a manager at the point where he cannot even make any change again, it's kind of hard. Not like well, yeah, I mean, to be honest, really if, going to sign anybody. Exactly. If regardless but of who works for they're not going to sign any new players, I don't think. True. But it just makes it easier because there's a break, like right now. So mm. you can easily gather your team together and all. But most likely self, everybody's going on holidays because I see updates of Chelsea players, Rudiger, Sierra Leone, mm. Odoi, Ghana. So everybody's flying away. But shout out, good luck to them. And talking about transfers, what do you think about Adam Traore going to Tottenham? It has been in the news over and over again about Antonio Conte being interested in him. I think, do you think it's better than what they have? Tottenham have been interested in Traore since um, Nuno's days. So it's not really a new story per se. It should just be new if they are able to eventually um, sign him. 
I think considering I'm, I'm a bit surprised that they, the they haven't signed they have him already. Bergwijn, mm. Son. There will always be a place for Adamado. Exactly. That's the truth. And then considering the way um, Conte would like to play, he will need that energy. I won't be surprised if they convert him to a two, a wing back or something. And he has that strength. Well, maybe he's done it before. And we know Conte really likes his wing backs. He likes his um, three defenders at the back. So if he's going to do something like that, then and he doesn't trust um, Matt Doherty enough, then maybe just maybe Chari will be that guy for him. Yeah, right. But I think this um, window, all the teams are leaving the transfers for towards the end. There's, there are talks about Christian um, Eriksen going, mm, going to Brentford. There are talks about Jesse Lingard going to Newcastle. Already we know Anthony Marshall has left Manchester mm. United. Yeah, Please me. don't talk about it. Why? It's, you guys will know he's in here. It's sad. It, let's just move on. And it's, it's really interesting because in the last United game, he was the one who came on, um, created the chance for them. I mean, I, I, I told you before the Rashford the, goal. I told I, you before the podcast started. I said it. I, I said it, that's it. takeaway now. It's giving people No, takeaway. it's not about takeaway. The issue with this, I, I you know, I, I don't want to have if like Manchester another, United wants wanted Anthony Marshall to stay, they could have convinced him. That's they, the no, they could have, but I don't... <sighs> but they, they did not. And the boy has moved on to Sevilla. Shout out to him. I mean, I, shout I, you know, out to I like to that you. guy. I really do. From when he came in, uh, you guys didn't let us hear what. I think it was 2015. Mm. It was during my NYSC days. And I remember mm. my Agba friend Okopa was always shouting. Agba Shout. Masha, Masha, Masha. My friend, the man you fan, you won't let you hear what. <laughs> and then I liked That's him. That's out there, I liked him. Anytime I see that guy play, he looks like he would do well in, in Chelsea. Yeah, watch out, Benzi. In Chelsea, now I'm talking about in Sevilla, Benzema should watch out. There's a new French king in La Liga. Really? Yeah. I think it'll be that easy for him. I think he will, Sha, because he has the strength. If he can do well with Ice cold, Marshall. Come on. What are you saying? That's blocking it. <laughs> <laughs> they better watch out. Uh, so apart from him, they said Sule. You know, somebody was talking about Sule. I think it was Naz. Mm-hmm. He was saying Sule is going to Newcastle, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's unlikely that he'll go to Newcastle, but it's definitely that he's leaving Bayern yes, at the end of the season. Turn down the um, advances. Yeah, the new deal. Yeah. Chelsea are interested in him. I know that for sure. But it remains to be seen where we go. Maybe PSG will pick him up again. Maybe yeah, I mean, lots, these days there are, lots of there, there are really a lot of very good free agents on the market, and he's probably one of them. Any team that yeah. and there are a lot of teams right now that are in search of a centre back. Yes, even Chelsea. as far as Real Madrid, Chelsea, Leeds, United, Sweden. Barcelona, everybody's looking for a centre back. So he's definitely spot for choices. Talking about Jesse Lingard, do you think going to Newcastle is a very good option for him, or you should just chill and go to West Ham back? Well, considering that West Ham are not making any actual moves to sign him, then it only makes sense that he should go to Newcastle. I think West Ham don't want to spend mm. again considering the fact that they know that at the end of the season is going to be a free agent. Yeah. But Newcastle are not willing to play that game. So they're willing to have pay time to wait. Yeah, exactly. For him to play with them and mm. then at the end of the season they will now sign him for free. Or if they can reach a conclusion with Manchester United to just sign him. I'll try it this season. But I think if I was Jesse Lingard, I'll hold on a bit. I I don't see myself going to Newcastle. If it was my brother, I'd advise him chill. Because there are several options. He could still go to Borussia Dortmund or a the thing is, he could do PSG. all he could do all those things at the end of the season. Yes, but exactly. Right now, he needs to play football to even convince those teams that he's worth signing. We already know that this guy is worth it. I think Newcastle. Will be you'll him be surprised what low. you'll be surprised what but, six months of of not playing can do to a player. I think he has <laughs> he has not played for. No, I mean like the remaining. The remaining six months coming. But I think Newcastle have a bright future ahead of them, considering Mm. the new takeover. 
I feel if they can sell their dream to him, maybe, just maybe, he will be the one to send the He can leave a legacy there to a large extent. If he goes to Newcastle and then he bangs goals like he banged in West Ham, believe me, you, in a season or two seasons, you forget that he ever played for Man U. The way Newcastle would carry him on their I don't head. think Newcastle would even want him for I don't think United fans will make you forget that Lingard played for Manchester United. Because even at West Ham, we celebrated a Lingard goal as though he was playing for us. Okay. Yeah. Wait till he goes to Newcastle. Then you'll see what money can do. <laughs> if he plays long enough, he's still young. I think he's 28. How old is Jesse Lingard? Is that young? Ah, 28 these days is young. We have 35 year olds. We have 35 year olds still playing football. So considering the wing he plays and how he plays, mm. he's not as if he's a very physical, physical player. Definitely till like 32. I don't think he should drop form yet. Maybe late 32s. Considering the style of play, if he can give those people like four seasons of the Jesse Lingard that we saw in West Ham, man, it would be beautiful for him. And then he can be very sure of a very lucrative deal, especially at Newcastle. So it remains to be seen. Left for him if you want to still remain in England and fight but if he wants to leave man good for him but I feel he's not respected well enough in Manchester United the same way Chelsea did with Tammy Abraham we just have a way of feeling oh you're not good enough and these guys try as much as possible to show that oh you guys are not giving me the chances and the moment they get it this English boys something there's something to them really mm. there's something to them Hello everybody, what's going on? It's your boy Shia Wolor, aka Sukri Papito, and you're listening to the Bulk Gecko Podcast. Enjoy. So the question is, what next, Nigeria? What next? Ayola. So now we are out of the nation's cup. Boom! We're kicked out. <laughs> Unexpectedly. Never expected. I mean, was it really unexpected? Yes, it was. Well, was it you expected us to be kicked out I, by Tunisia? I said we might just win the group and then lose our first um, knockout game. I, I didn't expect us to go out so soon. If you I mean, did, it's, it's, I'm optimistic. I guess I'm, it's, I'm it's football, I guess. Uh, whether you expect it or you don't expect it, what will happen will happen. And there's nothing you can do about it. There is. You could have prepared better, got to the better <laughs> manager, used the different tactics, several things. But we could not have done anything Exactly. About it. Thank you for realizing what I was saying. Like we have always been praying. <laughs> exactly. We still prayed even as we we're expecting it. Funny enough, I didn't pray. <laughs> See, much. you're the one that even caused us to lose. Wow. This life. All Anyways, right. um, I think um So the name on everybody's lip right now is Joseph Pesero. I think even before Pesero, the oh. tournaments that we had showed that um we're not limited to the big names were not limited to um okay i think that that's good so we should start with what are the positives that you can take from mm. afcon definitely the new people that were able to show their stuff we saw moses simon who previously no one would have thought was yeah, this good was injuries and all yeah we saw taiwa when he finally gets his chance although uh, I wouldn't say I was too impressed. Yeah, true. I, I expected think, more. Yeah, but, it wasn't yeah, but that he bad. scored a goal. Come on. Yeah, but he, he's also missed the most big chances at the tournament. So give him a break. One or two. He missed the most big. Yeah, chances. he's missed three big chances um, at Afcon. No one, has, no other player has missed more than that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, very sure. They didn't check Omar Sadik. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> the thing. There were small chances. <laughs> That's the thing. A lot of people just. Yeah, uh, uh, you you can't you can't even understand because 
I mean, that's what people <laughs> like to do. You like to use your eye and be very subjective. And once everybody's saying, "Oh, this guy is definitely bad," then the guy is definitely bad. No, Even that guy though missed more clear chances. He actually didn't. Obviously. He missed. He missed two clear chances. Was I would need missed three. Two or three. He missed two. He missed the one that he tried to round the goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. And he missed the which one that one? was teed up with the triangle. The what square triangle? play. That was the goal, no? No. That the one against the the last match against Tunisia, I missed that one. Yeah, he because mm, he, he missed two. another one that he ran towards the goalkeeper. Yeah. That's the and one he, that he tried to dribble the keeper. Yeah, yeah so I think That's that was three. No, he didn't touch the other one, no. He did. No, because the, the, the defender was a goal kick. Which was wrong. The defender because the defender cleared the ball off him into no, into touch. It hits the goalkeeper, then hit his leg. No. Ah, that was what I saw though. The defender, he the defender knew, kicked he the ball complain. into him. You know he didn't complain. Yeah, because they got the corner kick instead of a goal kick, which it was supposed to be a goal kick. And they no, got the corner a kick. kick. No, it was, it was a corner. It was a corner. It was a corner kick. Yeah. But it was the one who kicked the ball out. Yeah. yeah. The defender well, that was not got cleared. Yeah, that wasn't a clear chance because the defender got to the ball before him well, and then cleared the ball. He could have scored that ball too. Yeah, but it was, well, it, was a clear, it was a clear Yakubu moment. No, no, not Yacoubo even close. Was. <laughs> that, that was a clear Yakubu moment <laughs> no, because you were faced even with the it. one on one that he was playing with the ball. Nah, Yakubu is no Yakubu is a legend. Don't take it from him. Yeah, no, I'm I not mean, taking it from him. He's among the top five goal scorers in Nigerian history, so he's definitely a legend. Yakubu. <laughs> it's interesting because Yakubu missed Bro, just, just that one chance and that's we don't what care and he's not remorseful about it what? wherever Yakubu is man Yakubu you man <laughs> I mean that, that sounds like a blessing I mean if you're saying Yakubu you and you're saying you're going to become one of the highest goal scorers you're going to become the highest goal scorer in Nigeria in the Premier League history you're going to become top 5 highest goal scorers in Nigerian Try history this. when you're going on the way mm. yeah, see conductor and tell him Yakubu it might be his because name. Slab. It might be his name. So I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Slab. I mean, I mean that, right, that, so that goal miss was is one Man. thing you remember Yakubu for. That well, Nigerians are very good at that. Which is what is terrible it's, about that's how life both is. Nigerians and the human brain. Nigerians is like because there there are so many more positives than uh, the one negative, negative, which is so, very unfortunate. So the, what you are saying, the neg- the positives <laughs> rather from this is that okay, we saw new players. Yeah, we saw new players. What that positive um, for you? I think we also saw players take up responsibility. I think I was impressed with the way um, Ndidi played right up till the last game. Ndidi is class. Um, um, yeah, he, he's he's always been class. We've always known that he's one of the best if defensive anybody, midfielders. If there's anybody, Ola, you know. Ola, as well, showed a lot of class as well. still the same thing. We saw players. Any other positive yeah. for you? Um, what else? What else? What else? Omar Sadiq? I think it's just the belief. Still players too. It's just Omar Sadiq actually did well the last yeah, game. The last he actually game. showed what he's capable yeah. of. The fact that he he's more intelligent. Those kind of strikers are strikers you call intelligent. He's very intelligent with his feet. He knows where to stand to mm. call for the ball. And he, you know, the first match, I was saying, oh, he, they were not giving the other people the ball. No, it was him in the right position. And you said it. You were right. He's, no. I hope to see him and chop knuckle with him. He did well. Bro, um, for somebody I thought apart for me to come back and say this no I was really impressed if there was anything I was happy about in that final game he was the man of the match for me sadly. for Nigeria but even though we lost the general man of the match definitely but I think that guy the goal scorer <laughs> definitely the man of the match he practically that's a single what did they call it um, a solo effort a solo mm-hmm. effort he got the boy ran his shot I know beautiful goal from him he showed his quality so i for me the positives definitely the players too uh we're not we didn't really see our goalkeeper so uh, i'm more really confident about that and going into any competition i think if i was a manager 
the first things I don't joke with or in football manager, first of all, my goalkeeper, second, my defensive midfielders. And we have defensive midfielders, but we don't have goalkeepers. I think if these two are strong enough, then it's very easy to build because they are like the link between the attack. They can shout on the defenders and yeah. then the goalkeeper can shout. It's easier that way. It's easier to break play. So uh, Nigeria, <sighs> even though we did well, I think it was, it's not fair how it went out. It's not a true reflection of how we actually played, but sadly enough, well, in, I think life, it's you have only one chance. Sometimes. Another thing that um, this tournament really would have given us is the realization that even though you're good, if you don't show up on the day, yeah, it won't go well for you. Coach and I think it's, it's very important. JJ, it's very important to know this, to learn this early, rather than learning it when we play Ghana in the World Cup qualifiers. <laughs> That's true. I hope we've learned it, sadly. I well, mean, seriously, I hope we've learned it. Because very, very, very likely, when we get to the World Cup qualifier, the fact that it's going to be a new manager, it's very easy for you to feel. Because definitely, we have several players that will now be around. Mm. We'll have Osimhen, maybe Dennis will come in. Hopefully not. We'll have maybe Gallo. Hopefully maybe. not. Why? Because, <laughs> I mean, he's shown that he doesn't really respect the shirt. So why, why are we calling him up? True. Again. Okay. Then maybe um, the other white defender that we have. Leon. But wow. If I'm going to change Wait, oh, anything. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Call his name. You said it already. What's his name? You said his name already. Are you beefing Leon? It's Leon Balogun. Let's move on, please. I'm not beefing him. About why? Hi, Leon. Because we call them Oyembo defenders. That's why. So, going into... Um, what do you expect from Mourinho's guy? You know, I heard Nigeria approach Jose Mourinho and then he I said, think no, the story is there's um, another Jose. I think the story is maybe um, maybe what, they, what should I say? They start the name. No, no, no. The name is. Maybe. I'm sorry. No, the story is a bit misconstrued. They approached Mourinho not for the job but for a recommendation, and oh. this was his recommendation. Jose Pesero, who's also managed in Portugal, he's worked with Mourinho as well. It's what and very plenty many top teams, though. but not for very long usually. Yeah. Which and is not even a serious post kind mm. of but I think he he has the experience I don't think we've had any manager at that level that's managing all these clubs so well, to some extent I think it's a step up from Gennett Raw a little bit of a step up I expected more true true I did expect more I was expecting us to go for a familiar name especially because it's the World Cup and several people want to be present in the World Cup yeah well, definitely, there's a qualifier. And even it. just uh, beyond qualifying, we also need someone who can, I mean, give us our best showing at the World Cup as well, because this is a generation of very fine exactly. um, Nigerian players. So I was expecting us to actually go for a very popular name. That His name enough will be enough to draw boys like mm. maybe Saka or all these other guys. Because if the name is really big, really, if, if you can, it's not like we don't have this money to spend. It's for Nigeria to decide that, okay, this is a priority for us. And it will really help us. It will, it will help the country. It will help football. It will help the, as apart from Super Eagles, mm. it will help Nigeria generally. Because it will bring more eye to us, more, the players self, it will drop their ego and everything. Not like, I don't think there's really an ego problem with this um, squad or mm. these players the that we have players. now. They are, they are very down to it and ready to work, which is why it's sad the way we fell out. And I'll still say it, I still believe it was a manager problem for us. So, how do you think we'll approach Ghana? Uh, destroy and conquer. 
really. <laughs> I think it remains to be seen because both teams learned some very tough lessons from um, Cup of Nations. But I think based on the quality of players that we have, we should be going to really dominate Ghana in the playoffs. But it's it remains to be seen. Yes, yeah, two legs. But it also remains to be seen how Pesero wants to set up. We don't know if he's going to try and attack the way that Eguavon did. Or if he's going to be yeah, a bit, a bit more, when he wanted to attack. Or if he's going to be attack. a bit more conservative, like you know, raw, we don't know. So we just we're going to have to wait to see maybe a few friendly matches before the main qualifiers. I was expecting to even see Pesero's face at the AFCON. If I was expecting that oh he'll be on the bench, but we're speaking about it and he said he can't be because he's not an official. But I was yeah. still expecting to see him amongst the fans in you the know, stadium still, so he can still stands, get yeah. a mix of yeah. I was expecting to see him even in training. Let's just see him around. Let's see that. I think they really wanted to allow um, Eguavon do his thing. Which is wrong. No, I don't it's think about so. the long because run. If you, if you, you know, to make it a lot easier if he was present. I don't think so. I think it's just too many cooks, to be a too many cooks spoil Even. the broth. And I think they, should, they, they just wanted him to look at what the players are capable of rather than um, instruct them in the first tournament that they just wanted Ewavon to handle the team as the manager so that there won't be any um oh this manager has said I should run this way that manager said I should run the other way and then the players are left confused and the camp is in disarray and everything it's an Ewavon center if I was the one I will allow this guy to be present because I know I'm just here for a blip and this yeah, guy there's, there's a the difference blip. between if if you are just the there to observe which oh, that's what I would have told yeah, you to do just observe that's, and then any that's, relation, that's any, more, most any likely what he was. That's most likely what he was doing already. No, any conversation. That's his job us, right now. He's an observer. He's just observing the team. And but we didn't see him at all. I don't even think it was I don't a think, Cameroon. I don't think we need to see him observe the team. He right, just needs true, to observe sure. the team. True. Anyway, that we it remains to be seen, and I'm still positive about us qualifying for the World Cup. I think we've learned our lessons, and then the players have seen how good they can really be if they get their mind to it. So I think the future is bright. All right, guys, thank you. We've come to the end of the podcast and um, we hope you join us on the next episode. If you would like to be a part of the Ball Gecko podcast, just reach out to us on Instagram at Ball Gecko Pod or our main Instagram account, Ball Gecko, on Instagram and Twitter. Have a wonderful day, guys. Bye. That was Ball Gecko Podcast. For more content, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Ball Gecko. Also check out our website at www.ballgecko.com.